How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tremendous hope, right? Out of nowhere, all right? Um, Trevor Lawrence. We heard about Trevor Lawrence for five years before he even stepped on Mm -hmm. to an NFL field. And I still don't even know if he's any good. And they Mm -hmm. have to make a decision about Trevor Lawrence here soon, all right, about how much money to give him. And, 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 And Trevor Lawrence has been spotty at best. And I don't know what Jacksonville should do. And I look at the league right now, and you got Joe Burrow. Get make it fifty five million next year. They've got tough decisions. T Higgins. What do you do with T Higgins? I look at Justin Herbert. Harbaugh's taking over the Chargers. He's the second highest paid quarterback for next mm-hmm. year in terms of his average. Yep. Fifty three million. All right. Most people say, yeah, I'd probably pay Herbert fifty three. I'm sure there are people out there that would question it. Lamar Jackson. He had to fight tooth and nail to get the 186 million guaranteed. He's making 53 million next year. But let's all like the guy had an MVP year. He did. He is Baltimore, right? Jalen Hurts had one good year. Now these are the top four quarterbacks right. paid. One good year, essentially. And I thought he had a solid year this year, mm-hmm. but not as good as the year before. He's making fifty-one million. And what are they saying in Philadelphia about Jalen Hurts? Did we pay him too soon? Exactly. And they don't believe he's really that guy. They you know, if he has his subpar year, if he replicates the season he just had, they will move off Jalen Hurts. Okay. Or try to. I, I totally agree. It makes it harder to field the team around him. Now, the next three guys, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, are all making $46, 47000000 million. And almost everyone would be like, yeah, that's too much for those guys. Yep. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Okay. Part of what makes the Brock Purdy thing so incredible is that the Niners moved off Jimmy Garoppolo not just because he wasn't good enough, right. because they needed to reset their financials so they could afford premium players everywhere. And that's why they made the move for Trey Lance. Now, it didn't work out. And in fact, they got more cap relief right. by nailing Brock Purdy. Exactly. Bro- Trey would have cost them $10 million bucks or exactly. $8 million. Bucks. Brock costs eight hundred grand. He's the 75th Highest paid player at that position. Mitchell Trubisky just got cut. He was making $8 million to be a backup. Swallow that in, Niner fans. Mitchell Trubisky was making $8 million to be a backup. It's one of the greatest values in sports. It afforded them to pay Trent Williams, to bring in CMC, to pay Nick Bosa, to pay Fred Warner, to pay all the guys you love, Kittle and Ayuk and Debo. It becomes exponentially more difficult one year from now when they do have to pay Brock Purdy. I'm not tripping right now. I'm rolling with Brock. But that's a topic of conversation going into next season. Absolutely. What do you do with Brock? Absolutely. Do you want to pay Brock? Absolutely. Do you want to pay Brock premium dollars? And so put it this way. Let's just say $40 million. And who knows? The salary cap's going to go up just a little. Do you want to give one-fourth, one-fifth of your salary cap to Brock Purdy and sacrifice Debo and Kittle? Well, 
CMC, IUK, and Here, alignment. Here's what I'll ask you. You know what I'm saying? Like no, that, I, that's, I understand. That's what yeah, it costs That's what it costs, you. no And doubt. that's what these other teams, yep. these are the decisions now, they have get, to make. Now you can get lucky and maybe draft some guys and – they turned it to Debo Which is Samuels what or Brendan City did. And they did that with Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice yes. is going to be a good player. Rookie year had but over 70 catches. he's not as good as Tyreek. He's not as good as Tyreek. Not yet. No. He may one no. day, but he's not as good but as Tyreek. But they rolled the dice. But they rolled the dice No, they had a number one tight end to Travis Kelsey Absolutely. that they use. The problem with the 49ers offense is we don't know who our number one is in the passing game because Shanahan's got the timing. It's like, hey, this is the throw I want you to make. Remember the throw he made? Brock Purdy to Brendan Ayuk on Thanksgiving night. Huh. And Shanahan went crazy, said, that wasn't the read there. But Brock <laughs> Purdy said, the hell with this. It was a dime. It was a touchdown. Yes. And it ended the football game. It basically clinched the NFC West for the 49ers. Yes. Got them closer and closer to doing that. Kent City knows who their number one is. Philadelphia knows who their number one is. You know, Baltimore, for the most part, they know Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews are 1A and 1B. We don't know who the number one is, and that's part of the problem. But also, when you look at the Super Bowl, did Brock Purdy look like a $40 million quarterback, honestly? In, in that game, no. But and, and to be fair, to be graceful, you could do that. Like, Lamar Jackson didn't look like a $40 million quarterback the week prior or no, two didn't. weeks prior in the NFC Championship game. He did. But I would say this. Lamar's second half, the week before that against the Texans, was dynamic. he was do- he's dynamic. dominant. Right? So when I look at Brock Purdy, and I so say— So we could play if, that game. If, if I pay him $40 and I don't have these playmakers. Now, I argued for years that Jimmy didn't have a lot of playmakers. He didn't. He had George Kittle. He walked on the field against Arizona. After the Super Bowl season with Dante Pettis, Kendrick Bourne, Trent Taylor, to starting wide receivers. <laughs> I and I say, well, look, I know Jimmy's not the greatest quarterback in the world, but damn, he's throwing to these guys. I know. Like, what, what do you expect from him? What do you expect from Jimmy? And nobody was listening to me. Nobody cared to say Jimmy this and Jimmy that because of the money that he was getting paid. 26 the million. The money he was getting paid yes. baked into the equation that, well, 100%. I don't care. He should elevate his players. Exactly. We watched Brock Purdy for three games. Cleveland. Minnesota, Cincinnati. He did not elevate his teammates. When, now, he's a second-year quarterback when Debo was out. And Trent. They scored 17, 17, 17. So maybe he's not there yet. He's not that guy he's yet. In year maybe two. he grows into that. Yes. But how much growth does he have as a quarterback? After watching what we saw this year, what is Brock Purdy's ceiling? That's something nobody's ever talked about. Well, what is his ceiling? Is it... Joe Burrow? Is it Josh Allen? Is it Lamar Jackson? Is it C.J. Stroud? Like, if I ask Niner fans right now, who'd you rather have, C.J. Stroud or Brock Purdy? Well, I think I think because of the pedigree of being drafted number two overall, people instantly are going to go to C.J. Stroud. See, but I, I would know. go to this. I would say this. There's people that tell me they wouldn't take Josh Allen over Brock Purdy. Well, that feels pretty dumb. Well, the people are telling me that. They're telling me that. I threw that out there late in the season. Well, Josh Allen turns the ball over. What has he ever I mean, done? Come on. Josh Allen's amazing. I mean, if, if, uh, just, uh, Niner fans, just do this exercise. If Buffalo got a call from John Lynch that said, we will trade you Brock Purdy for Josh Allen, given the, what the financial, they'd hang up the phone. I mean, come on. you gotta be got to take a step back. and be Now, those things, they're unrealistic and they don't happen. You're asking me, like, what the ceiling is. And I'm not. I think he's better than this player. I do. I think he's better than this player. I think Brock is better than this player. I want to make it clear. <laughs> when I look yeah, at I how the rhetoric is around Dak Prescott, mm. the reason Dak Prescott takes the heat that he does is because he's making forty million dollars mm. a year. When Dak was making nothing and he was the fourth round pick, and they could afford the Avengers around him, everyone was like. 
Dak's awesome. And he was. He was great. Hey, and I think money. Purdy was better in his one year this year yep. than Dak ever was at the beginning of that contract. But once you start making the money, that's when the criticism comes. And I know Niner fans are in la-la land when it comes to Brock, and they don't want to be realistic and take a step back and start thinking about these things. But this is how businesses are run. They're thinking a year out, two years out, three years mm. out. Part of why they drafted Trey yep. Lance was they were looking two years down the line yep. at Payne Bosa, yep. at Payne Ayuk, yep. about extending yep. Trent Williams. Yep. That's why they made the financial move mm-hmm. to reset their books. Mm-hmm. So I do think this year we're going to be well, thinking long and hard about all this. Well, Thomas Call right here on YouTube. Spit $10. Thank you, Thomas, for that donation on YouTube. The guy, Thomas, from Central Iowa here. You are absolutely right. Next year is the show-me year for Brock Purdy. High stakes. To be the best, you have to beat the best. High stakes. In this playoff run, it was uneven. He didn't play consistent football these playoffs. He really didn't. Yeah. So that that's what it is. Let's get back to Steve Wilkes and the fiery game. Harbaugh, it, it, I, uh, I just want to do this exercise real quick. Would Harbaugh trade Brock Purdy for Justin Herbert right now? Absolutely. No, oh no, he would not. He would not trade Justin right? Herbert. Right. Like, so for do Brock those Purdy. exercises. When you're no, talking about guys, do those exercises in your head. He wouldn't. All right? Not I, fans. Again, and no one is I, saying that he's not good. Hold on. He is something. good. Since I'm the racist one, but on what the makes show. him on. great hold is on. the value. Hold on. Since I'm quote unquote the racist one on the show, let me make let me be clear here. We think Brock Purdy had an exceptional season. Oh, it's amazing. He deserved an MVC, MVP consideration. Brock Purdy did what he was. I like Brock Purdy a lot. I think if he won the Super Bowl, it would be one of the greatest stories we've ever seen in North American sports history. He did. He did some things that I was like, wow. I'm glad to have him as my quarterback. Humble young man, last pick of the draft, great family. I had no issues with Brock Purdy whatsoever. But we can't be one-sided in terms of and, and pick and choose when we have this conversation about the quarterback. He's the quarterback of the 49ers. And we understand, growing up as Niner fans, what's baked into the equation of being the 49ers quarterback. We know the standard. We know where the bar is at. And we know what and we know what comes with that. Criticism and praise. When you lose, you get criticized. Yes. You get critiqued. We're not saying Brock Purdy's trash. Those are not coming out of our mouths. No. But you are going to have to make a decision a year from now. And is Brock Purdy like I have a hard time paying Brock Purdy forty million a year? That's just me right that's now. The, see, that's the me right now. After watching that Super Bowl and watching these playoff games, I'm saying, boy, oh. And that's where I would say to you, where's the ceiling guy? Well, that's what I would say to you. Let's see what he looks like in that second full season right. at 24 years old. Right. Let's see what he looks like in his second full pl- third or third year. third full playoff. The books run. coming out on him. No, you no, know? but like maybe there's growth, right? I'm well, open for that here's, interpretation. Here's what I've seen with Brock Purdy. Uh huh. The matchup zone with Baltimore, where he almost threw seven picks, he threw four picks. Let's be real, he almost threw seven picks. It was a lot of Jimmy O'Neill don't throw us. It is what it is on Christmas night. Maybe it's a one-off. But when I watched Cleaver run that sticky man defense and dare Brock Purdy to throw the ball deep, and he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. We watched Kansas City on Sunday. They dared Brock Purdy to beat him deep. Ten in the box. We saw the safeties playing eight yards off the line of scrimmage. It felt, I'm like, it, it felt, felt like the 2021 NFC Championship game against the Rams. It did. Throw it deep. <laughs> it did. How was Brock Purdy's downfield accuracy the last two last two games of the season? It wasn't as good as it was, what porous. it was all year. It was porous. Yeah. And in these football games, you have to hit some deep shots. You just have to. These playoff games, you got to be able to stretch the defense at some point. How many free he was releases? not able to do that. And I, it's it's impossible to compare anyone to to Mahomes. So let's just. I, I watched the AFC Championship game over the one that Burrow lost. Burrow hit three receivers on the final drive, forty yards down the field in the numbers. Yep. And we're calling Burrow a loser. 
Josh Allen <laughs> hit Stefan Diggs yeah. 65 yep. yards down the field. Frozen rope. In the cold. <laughs> in between the numbers, and he dropped the ball. Yep. And by the way, Josh Allen was a man possessed in that game yep. against that same Kansas City mm-hmm. defense with less weapons around him, making significant money. So, like, those guys got crushed for losing those yep. games. So and that's what we do at the position. That's what we do. Lamar Jackson had an MVP year. It was moot because he lost and exactly. played terrible in the exactly. AFC Championship game. Exactly. Wow. Nine two five with this text. This is going to uh, tick some people off, and I'm gonna read it anyway because I don't care today. Warriors lost. We just lost the Super Bowl. I'm a little grumpy, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is supposed to be a better day in the Bay Area, and it's not. Instead, we're gonna go home, take a nap, get ready for Warriors and Jazz. My two five Comcast Business Text Line. Guys hate to say it, but Brock Purdy is dumb as the bonus. Great regular season, but can't come through in the playoffs. I'm not. Empty calories. <laughs> Nick and Berkeley, what's Hello, happening? Hello, Brock. No. Nick and Berkeley, what's happening? Man, man, check it out, man. Sasky, I love you, but you're tripping. The man is only 23 years old, Sasky. And let me tell you something. Shanahan is a moron, bro. Like, if I was the owner, what would Eddie G do? He would have left him in Vegas, bro, with no plane ride home and tell him to kick rocks and then go catch Highway 101 or whatever you try to do. He don't care where you go. We're going to find somebody that coaches to win and doesn't coach to lose. Because guess what? You can't have players running down the field not knowing where the ball is on a punt. You can't have a dude trying to pick up the ball instead of diving on top of it. It's the little things in big games that count. If you're coaching to lose, you're going to lose. One of made one of Shanahan's tenants is he always defers when he wins the toss. Always. And what did he do? He didn't defer. He took the ball. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> you went against everything that you always do. You disappear in the second half or the third quarter because you're Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Your Mr. Hyde isn't a monster. Your Mr. Hyde is a punk. You know what I'm saying? Dude, you be spacing out, drifting away like I don't even know what you're doing. Shanahan's babbling. All this babbling talk about Purdy, this and that, man. Look, man, the Chiefs led the league in holding penalties the last two years but got called for zero in the Super Bowl. What the hell's going on with that? You want to talk about uncomfortable? Why would you bet any money on it? you got to be a sucker to bet any money on the, on the, on the Super Bowl. These refs were BSing us, man. It was a joke. They, they, it was one play, Bosa did just flinch. He got drilled in the back. Yeah. At the very least, there's a block in the back or a clipping. And let me tell you, let me tell you this: you don't even play Mason. He's talking about disrespecting a player. You don't give him one carry in the Super Bowl. Andy Reid was using all his offensive players. We drafted his tight end. Why didn't you get in there and run at least one or two plays? Because well, Danny let, is stuck let's with be, Let's be honest, Nick. Let's be honest. Andy Reid's a better play caller, a play, better play designer than Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan met his match. He's on four against Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. I also think it, it makes it a lot easier when you have. Mahomes. No doubt. But, I mean, like, but, like but, you know, but hold I mean, on, I mean, hold on. I, it does make it easier. <laughs> but Andy Reid's done this with Alex Smith. No doubt. He's done it with Donovan McNabb. No doubt. He's done it with Michael Vick. Kerry Cobb for crying out loud. Cobb got Kevin Cobb got Kevin Cobb, Con- Cobb, Kevin Cobb, Cobb got paid by Arizona because of Air because of Andy Reid. Nick Foles. I mean, Andy Reid's been doing this. All right, he's been doing this. He's stunned Shanahan. On Sunday, once again, 0-4 against Kansas City. Let's go to uh, Jesse in Texas. Down to Texas, baby. Don't mess with Texas, Jesse. Don't mess with Texas. 
what's going on, fellas? Uh, I've probably discovered y'all this season, man. Y'all been terrific. Thank you. Uh, let's get right into it, man. Uh, there's plenty of blame to go around. Plenty of blame to for go sure. around. I, I think I think Steve Wilkes did a great job in the Super Bowl for the three quarters. And Shanahan did it all four quarters. So let's just start off with that, man. Uh, when when that, that last that play call with Andy Reid did with Mahomes, that quarterback sneak, it's, when I saw that, we lost. But I thought we're done. Because we're getting out coached. We, man, look, Kyle, I know a lot of people don't want to hear this because I'm a big Kyle supporter, but he needs to be on the hot seat next year, man. And I know a lot of us are afraid of it. Yeah, I might think I'm overstepping. Well, why don't we say this? Can I interrupt you? Can I interrupt you? I'll let you finish. Instead of saying he's on the hot seat, why don't you just, like, I've lost confidence in him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we all yeah. agree he shouldn't be fun. You lost in the Super Bowl on a walk-off. That's one thing. Like, you lost confidence in him is better than he's on the hot seat and he should be fired. Like, that, and that to me is just going too far. Can we can we meet in the middle? Well, okay. But how many more Super Bowls do you want to get stripped away from Kyle? How many more Super Bowls do we got to, we got to lose because of Kyle? He's been wildly successful, now, though, of, too. There's plenty of blame to go around. There, there is. There is. But Andy Reid is, is outplaying them every single time. I'm from Texas, guys. They're calling us the luxury cowboys here. The luxury cowboys. <laughs> so, listen, Shanahan is not getting fired. He's not. But Jason Dumas, Crown Force Sports, he fills in here at 95.7 Game, good friend of the program. He's been on this. Shanahan originally got a six-year deal from Jed York, which I think was very appropriate considering where the Niners were at at that stage. They go to the Super Bowl in 2019, he gets an extension. I go, boy, did you did you really have to extend him right away? Let let the six-year contract play out. Well, he gets another extension in September, which we all think, you know what? Okay, fine. But did he get extended too early? Because now he's comfortable. And there's something about being comfortable in pro sports. And I'm not saying Shanahan is nailing it in, but he does have, he is Teflon around these parts. He is Teflon. And so he could move off of anybody he wants to and blame guys. Look, Steve Wilkes got fired yesterday, and we all saw it coming. And you know what? It's the right move. It obviously wasn't a good fit. I will say that right here. I, Bonte Hill, thinks that Steve Wilkes wasn't a good fit with the 49ers and the scheme they wanted to run. Wanted to run. But also, I look at the other side and say, well, damn, Steve Wilkes signed up for the job, but you got to run Shedhead's defense. You gotta run it with Shedahead's assistance. And when I look at the season, sure the defense had their flaws, but I also agree that the defense wasn't as good as it was last year in terms of personnel. I Luke's had problems. He had his problems, but they also allowed 18 points a game, which was fourth in the NFL. Fourth in the NFL in the points bonus points per game. So I don't think the criticism for Steve Wilkes. I think it's over the top. Well, what about, like, you're talking about job security for Shanahan. So, because I view the extensions as irrelevant. The NFL, these these owners make so much money. You could fire any coach at any time and have gobs of money. Belichick had the greatest 25-year run we've ever seen. Two down years, and he was out of there. Belichick! Right, so even though Shanahan got these extensions, I, I'm not. There is something to be said for the comfortableness. Right. I, I do. I understand. You hear what, what I'm saying? saying? I do. But I also see it like if Jed was that angry, I don't think five years left on a deal, four years left on a deal, is prohibiting him from making a move. This is not right. 2003 but, where the money, like, like literally, you, you didn't have the money to pay. But, but with the extension now, we know for sure Shanahan, Shanahan could go three and fourteen next season. He couldn't do that back to back years. 
No, but he could do it next year. Yeah, a lot of coaches could. If he didn't have the extension, he does that. Three or fourteen, Jake York may be closer to saying, "You know what? Maybe it's time for a change." Okay, that you know what? You know what I'm saying? The way you put it that you, way, you know, that, I'll, I'll come around. But but he goes three or fourteen next season. His seat's not even warm, but and he, I'm not. And I don't think he should be fired whatsoever. I want to make it clear before somebody tweets and aggregates us. I, Bate Hill, and I'll speak for Joe Shasky. We do not want to see Shanahan fired. He doesn't deserve to be fired. And Shasky and Bonte both agree. Steve Wilkes. It's probably better to move on from Steve Wilkes. But we disagree on how it happened well, the, the and whether Shanahan, or not he should get all the blame. You know the, what I'm the, saying? The Shanahan thing is so it's so difficult to me because the margins are so thin. And like I almost feel like these coaches, like for example, Mike Tomlin's got this veneer of winner guy. Yeah. He hasn't won a playoff game in forever. I know. All right? It's and wild. Shanahan's this giant loser, right? Let me talk about nationally, not not just within. Right. But this giant loser. The guy's won eight playoff games in a four or five year stretch. Yep. Right? Come on. Like, so do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I almost feel like he's victim of his own success. Right. Where the farther he goes, the higher the stakes are, and the more the criticism comes piling yeah. on him. And I just feel like it's a little over the top. Yeah, it is over top. Three and you 12. know what I'm saying? Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Yep. Three like, and it'd three be better if you went nine and eight. Like, right. what? What? Three and 12 on third downs. The 49ers on Sunday, 3-12. and 12. We don't I talk see about the same thing with like LeBron or Magic Johnson. Well, they lost in the finals, and Jordan didn't. Making it nine times to the finals. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's it's what tough. I'm saying. But like, you know what? When you make it there, and you have the same blunders that you've had in every that's big a game loss. That's a different story. The same things that, we talked yeah. about in Super Bowl 54, in the NFC Championship game in 2021. This season, all the big games... We keep coming around to the same thing. So, so Shanahan decision making. Bonte, you believe that if they go three and fourteen next year, that Shanahan would not be on no, the he, not really even close. Three and fourteen, yeah, not I even close. Would. I think I he's. Think so. I like, also don't think outside of a quarterback injury, like that's something maybe. Yeah. But three and fourteen, that's pretty. Yeah, I don't. Long, I don't man. think so. I think Shanahan is Teflon. Wow. I think Shanahan's Teflon. Uh, uh, real quick, let's squeeze in a call, Larry. That's what does that three opinion. and fourteen look like? Yeah, that's that's just my opinion. Uh, Larry and Richmond, what's happening? Okay, we we'll get you on before we get to Matt Barrows at nine thirty or eight thirty. Excuse me. How you guys doing? Good, guys Larry. Doing? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yay. Come on. All right, hey, let's talk about Shanahan's uh, plays in the third quarter. We went uh, three straight, three and outs. That's nine plays, correct? Correct. Okay, and of those were passes. CMC is the offense player of the year. He should have got more carries. Shanahan blows the bag every time he's in the Super Bowl because he gets in his head and he doesn't run the ball. In Atlanta, he had Freeman and Coleman. He didn't run the ball. Well, Coleman last, got hurt midway uh, through the third quarter. Coleman got hurt midway through the third quarter. Watch the game over. Watch the game over. You're off base with the Atlanta Super Bowl, buddy. You ain't ready to roll, Larry. Get out of here. You're not ready to roll. You're not ready to roll. Get out of here with that. Get out of here with that. You started off the call bad. Call us back tomorrow, Larry. Bye-bye. We got no time for that.
Got no time what for that. Bye bye, Kobe Salinas. Kobe got hurt midway through the third quarter. A lot went wrong there. I could I could do an exercise on Instagram or Twitter on how Shanahan didn't blow that Super Bowl and Dan Quinn actually blew it. Well, don't talk about it. Be about it. I will. Let's get this camera set up. I got no problem going through that exercise. But I do have a problem with the second half play calling in that third quarter. Eight passes, one run. <laughs> Unbelievable. We're talking about another Super Bowl loss. We're going to talk to Matt Browns coming up on the, from the Athletic here on the Morning Rose. Boy, this is fun. I, I do like talking about the losses. I'm not going to lie to you. Because we get down to the nitty gritty and the truth. And we see who's built for this. Who's got thick skin? Let's tell the truth. You know that whole, there's that, it's that City College. The truth shall set you free. I can honestly say I'm sort of built for this. I am built for this. Listen, the truth <laughs> will all set us free. not built for Listen, this. Listen, we tell the truth, and it'd be easier to get over the Super Bowl loss. I mean, come on. <laughs> like they, they, The entire team didn't play uh, buttoned up enough to win a Super Bowl. No Everyone God. should be getting a little criticism. That's what happens. And, and the guy lost his job yesterday. So you got you got you got what you wanted. Wilkes got fired. Now where do we go? That's what's coming up. Brought to you by Safeway. Now back to the morning roast with Quante and Shasky. No, since it's on the screen and Loveman's been kind of in my ear about it. Um, our condolences do go out to the families in Kansas City. Um, one is dead from the parade shooting. 12 kids, 21 wounded. We've had somebody go into a church in Houston, shoot up the church in Houston, Texas. <coughs> Bless me. It's just, why? <laughs> why? Why? It, it's, I don't want to get into gun control or any of the politics with well, that. But there's it's also just, a mental, there's yeah, a mental just, health just, conversation that I, we're I, all afraid to have in America. Well, Walk no, around no, downtown. No, we're, we're, we have mental health conversations. I don't think we are afraid of that anymore. What we're afraid of is talking about gun control. No, that too. That's that's for a different genre. That's for KCBS and everything else. Well, the sad part is, and, and I know you have a family. I have a family. Joey, Sam's got. Right. Well, I got a family, and it's like you can't go to a parade without some whack job. Yeah, like it's just. <sighs> It's sad. It's so sad. It's just yep. a terrible. Who thinks like that? Yep. I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, man. Let's talk to Matt Barrows from The Athletic. Did it, does a great job, as always, covering the 49ers. Matt, good morning. Thanks for joining us here after a tough Super Bowl loss, man. Such a gut-wrenching situation there for the 49ers, and there's a lot of things going on after the fact. And let's start with Steve Wilkes being fired and let go from his job. Yesterday, Kyle Shanahan announced it. You were around the team every single day. You heard all the rumblings. You you were around it when Steve Wills got moved from the press box to the field. I don't think we're all surprised by it. Maybe the timing. What's your take on Steve Wills being relieved a couple days after the Super Bowl, Matt? Yeah, I mean, there were all sorts of uh, clues that this was coming. I mean, throughout the season and then uh, on Tuesday when Kyle Shanahan was asked three times about Wilkes, and he was asked three times because his initial answers were so vague about whether Steve Wilkes was coming back. Um, and so that that sort of suggested that uh, there certainly wasn't a uh, a bold support 
being voiced by Kyle Shanahan of Steve Wilkes. So that sort of denoted uh, some misgivings about Wilkes. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, uh, you know, the questions asked of Wilkes when he first arrived were, you know, is this going to be difficult for you? Because this is a system you've never run. He arrived without a single um, assistant, which is, I've never seen that before. Usually a, a new coordinator comes in and brings in all of his guys with him, guys that know his system. Um, and there was one former Carolina Panther, Miles Hartsfield, who didn't have a very good off season, um, who, who came in as well. So this guy literally parachuted into an unknown situation. I mean, it's like those, uh, those bands that, uh, get rid of their, uh, their, their front man and then, mm-hmm. and then bring in somebody else. And, uh, the sound is just not the same. And um, that was the case with Wilkes. I mean, like like Kyle Shanahan said yesterday, it doesn't mean that he's a bad coach or, um, you know, didn't have the respect of the players. Right. It's just a, an impossible situation for somebody to come in um, and play with a band that's been playing together for a long time. Not not a good fit, no doubt about that. How much influence did the players have on this move? The Bosa's, the Fred Warner's, the Greenlaw's, how much did they have an influence on maybe this coaching move? Um, I would imagine they had an influence. I mean, I don't know this firsthand, but um, Nick Bosa uh, holds a lot of sway. Uh, Fred Warner holds a lot of sway. Uh, so these are guys that Shanahan consults throughout the year, um, you know, gets feedback from them. Um, I don't think either guy is shy about sharing that feedback. And and that that's just it. I mean, after that Minnesota game in Week 7, um, there was a sense from the players, uh, those two guys among them, that okay, we're not playing our defense. This is this is different. Zero blitzes aren't us. Um, and um, there was just a disconnect between coaching and and the players and, and the system that they played in the past. And then shortly after that, it's no coincidence. Uh, Steve Wilkes comes down from the booth and starts coaching from the sideline, and, and really. Um, you know, get, regains his feet at that point. I mean, that's the coming out of the bye. They go into Jacksonville and they just annihilate the Jaguars. I mean, Trevor Lawrence uh, looked like a, uh, a high school player in that game. They, they really uh, had a fantastic defensive performance. They had one, a great one against Philadelphia. Uh, but then you get to the playoffs, and then there are all, all these lapses that we talked about ad nauseum. I don't have to talk about them again, but it was just up and down, uh, inconsistent. And there were a couple of things as good as that defense played on Sunday, and you got to give them uh, their, their 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 proper recognition. Give Wilkes his proper recognition. I mean, they they had Patrick Mahomes on the run. Uh, for three quarters of that game, but there were also some lapses that, uh, you know, uh, were big ones at the end and um, helped the Chiefs win the game. Yeah, I think everyone agrees that that understands it. It's not about one game or one moment. It was about the totality, the cumulative. I guess as I zoom out, do the players have too much influence? Because this is the way I view things. The NFL... We see the schemes. Ch- I mean, players get hurt, and they're in and out of the lineup. Like, I mean, Fred Warner's great right now. Drake Greenlaw's out for the year. That changes the fabric of how they play defense. So are they able to find the best candidate, or are they looking for someone to run what Kyle and Warner and Bosa want them to run? Because doesn't that limit finding the best candidate? Yeah, I think it does, and that question was, was posed to Kyle Shanahan, and 
the first words out of his mouth um, were that he's not going to do something, you know, he's going to try to, to build the best defense. And um, the preference is that they can bring in somebody who uh, runs something uh, close to what the 49ers have been running. This is what the players are, are used to running. Uh, it's what they were drafted to, to run. So they were selected with a scheme in mind, and I think that's important. But, you know, uh, the next sentence was that, okay, but uh, I'm not going to close my mind to, to somebody who comes in with his own scheme, his own ideas. And I would, I would imagine, though, that that means that this candidate comes in with his own assistance as well. And that's been um, a, uh, a sticking point. I mean, they love Chris Kacerik. They love Johnny Holland. They love Daniel Bullocks in, in the secondary. So I, I, I have a hard time thinking it's going to be somebody who comes in with a whole new scheme, who wants to come in with a whole new staff. Uh, I, I'd be surprised about that. I think that person would have to really kind of blow Kyle Shanahan away. And maybe, maybe you know, it's a Pete Carroll. I mean, it's, it's a big name like that. And, and Shanahan agrees with you that it's time to sort of, uh, you know, blow up the, the, the system and, and start anew and things like that. But, um, I mean, if you're talking 3-4 versus 4-3, something mm-hmm. as basic as that, uh, Joey Bosa plays a 3-4 in uh, in Los Angeles with the Chargers, I, I've heard that you know he'd he'd rather be in a four three, and, and Nick Bosa has been very open about saying that. Remember, back in in 2019, the, the Cardinals had a chance to uh, draft him as well. Cardinals played a three four at the time, and, and Bosa said, "Yeah, I'm glad it was the 49ers because they play a system that I like better. I didn't want to be a stand up linebacker." Wow, Matt Barrels here, courtesy of the Boxer and Gerson guest line on the Morning Rose here on 95.7 The Game. All right, Brady you it's another big talking point there because he's due for some new money. He's under contract, and he was very emotional at that end of season presser. I know you were there. Uh, he couldn't get the words out of his mouth, man, and I get it. You just lost the Super Bowl in overtime to Kansas City. But where are we at with Brandon Ayuk? I I I gotta feel like John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan want him back, and they want to pay him. They've taken care of their players before. Where's Brandon Ayuk fall into that equation? Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of get the sense that everybody's kind of gearing up for another difficult negotiation, similar to the one that they had with Debo Samuel two years ago. Um, so <laughs> the next thing to look out for is, is Ayuk erasing the team from his social media. Wow. That seems to be the uh, <laughs> the mo these days. Um, but uh, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think uh, it's clear from what they said and everything that's been said that uh, you know they're they're gearing up for. Uh, Brock Purdy to be their quarterback for the long term, which means a a big, a huge contract um, negotiation begins about a year from now. And if you're committing to Brock Purdy, I would imagine you're committing to Brandon Ayuk. I mean, they're they're, they're such a duo. Uh, the chemistry is there. Both guys do what Kyle Shanahan wants. So if you've got Kyle Shanahan for the long term, Brandon Ayuk for the long term. Uh, I mean, uh, sorry, Shanahan and, and Purdy for the long term. I would imagine that means Brandon Ayuk for the long term as well. And of course, the the agent will use that, and it's going to be. Uh, forgive me, I'm 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 gearing up for all sorts of uh, <laughs> weird news to come at inopportune times, uh, demanding trades and right. and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that that may be in our future this spring and summer. You you keep referencing Brock Purdy getting a 
huge contract and extending him. I mean, you really think? I mean, because Jalen Jalen Hurts got the one great year MVP season. He was amazing in the Super Bowl, and he had a solid year this year. But he took a little step back. Let's say the same thing happens with Purdy. He's another solid year, but it takes a little step back from how efficient he was. You really think that they'd be, you know, they're going to start with like a, a Jalen Hurts 150, 180 million guaranteed contract? Uh, yeah. I mean, if he has a, a season similar to. 2023, I mean, there are all sorts of things that could happen. I mean, injury would be, I think, um, just as uh, as likely as a uh, a real kind of step backward. Uh, but, I mean, uh, Shanahan thinks that this guy has everything that he he looks for in quarterback and uh, reinforced that in 2023. Um, you know, big difference between now and a year ago, he spent his whole offseason rehabbing from an arm injury. Now he's going to spend a whole offseason kind of working on, you know, his understanding of the offense. Uh, he was talking about mobility. He's still kind of rebuilding the arm back up. So, you know, there, there's a thought that he's going to be better in 2024 than he was this past season. Wow. No, that's that's wow. that's wild. Let me uh, go ahead. Follow up, Chaz. Yeah. I want to ask Matt something else. Well, you know, I, so like this overtime thing. Oh, I was going to go to this go overtime. Yeah, yeah, thing. No, it's, it's, it's <laughs> the more and more I think about it, I, I'm, I'm like actually kind of surprised because he, he referenced analytics, Kyle Shanahan. And I'm like, well, what analytics are you referencing? Like, what data points are you re- are you referencing? College? You're you're at where they get the tw- the ball to 25 in overtime? Like, what what was his follow up on on the specific analytics that they were citing? Because there haven't been any major playoff game overtimes with these rules. So I want to know what samples and what analytics he's referring to. Where did that data come from? I have yet to hear that answer. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I can only assume that they're kind of studying overtimes under the old rules and what happened in those overtimes. Um, to me, I, I get what he's saying that you you get the opportunity for that third, that quote unquote third possession where you could win the game with a field goal. But that's that's supposing that both teams score the same amount on their possessions and. That, that's the issue that I have, is that you you chose that path, but you just saw in the fourth quarter the, the Chiefs sliced right through your defense, and, and you saw Diamador Lenore go to the sideline. You saw Jair Brown go to the sideline. There was no Dre, Dre Greenlaw at that point. Uh, the, the defense was, was running at, on fumes at that point in the game, and Patrick Mahomes and the offense was getting stronger. You had to think that when they got their possession, which they were guaranteed to have, very good chance they were going to score a touchdown. So, you know, you you have to call your plays as if you have to score a touchdown. Um, and um, and of course, they didn't. Uh, they they kicked the field goal on on fourth and three, uh, or fourth and four, uh, there at the nine yard line. So I mean, that's that. The, the, there seemed to be a um, uh, a disconnect in. Uh, the choice to receive and then the mentality on that drive. That's, so, so, that's, that's the best I can come up with. So, so Matt, we, we can all agree to decision, whatever. But the fact that the players didn't know the rules and you look on the other sideline, Kansas City was prepared for this situation. And laughing. Their coaches, their players, they knew exactly what the overtime rules was. Now, granted, the overtime rule is baked in. It's made because of the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes game at Arrowhead Stadium a few years ago in a wild game in overtime where Josh Allen doesn't get a chance. But the fact that the Niners 
didn't really prep for that was very alarming. What did you think of that and all the chatter coming out of that post-Super Bowl? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is chatter. I mean, there, there, there were a number of 49ers who absolutely did know, uh, including Brock Purdy, and there were a number of uh, Kansas City Chiefs who didn't know. I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes had to tell Nicole Hardman that, he, by the way, he just won the Super Bowl. He didn't know that the game was over. So, I mean, there were, there were players on both teams that didn't know the precise rules. Um, you know, the, what the 49ers have been saying is that it's not as if we were playing at three quarters speed there because we didn't know the exact rules. They're they're trying their best at that point. Like I said, um, I think that the 49ers played uh, outstanding on defense through three quarters, and and they were just spent by the end of the game. Um, and uh, that's that's how Patrick Mahomes has won a lot of games throughout the years, and and this sort of followed that that script. What did you think of the play calls to open up the third quarter? Eight runs, eight passes, one run. They didn't convert off the interception. What did you think about that third quarter there offensively for Kyle Shanahan and his 49ers offense? Yeah, I think I think there should have been more first down runs. Now, the, the issue is that they, they committed penalties uh, that kind of took running out of the equation, and they also had an eight-yard uh negative eight-yard pass play to Juwan Jennings. I mean, you know, if, if, if Kyle Shanahan is running in those situations, you're going to be uh, criticizing him for that as well. So, yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I felt like the first down plays probably should have been runs, but you understand why the others are passes when you make those mistakes. Matt, great stuff all season. Thank you for always spending some time with us. We'll be looking for your coverage in what should be a wild all season for the San Francisco 49ers Bay. We thought we were going to be covering a parade today, Matt. Go figure. Yeah. Next year, maybe. Next year, baby. Next year, maybe. Good stuff, man. Matt Barrow's here on the Boxer and Girls at Guest Line on the Morning Rose here at 95-70 game. Biggest takeaway from that. Yeah. yeah, Brock Purdy's going to get paid. He believes Brock Purdy's going to get paid in that Brandon Ayuk. There's going to be a difficult negotiation there with Brandon Ayuk. This team can ill afford to lose Brandon Ayuk. So let's put a bookmark on that, and I'll say that my biggest takeaway is he cited analytics where the variables don't apply to this scenario. Yep. Like, really? Like, really? That, that would be like me filing my taxes like I lived in Florida, but I know I live in California. Like, that, they don't apply. They, they don't apply. Like, so it, it sounds good in a press conference. Everyone's like, yeah, analytics, analytics. No, it never like, sounded good. Like, what the hell are those analytics based on? It never sounded good. It never so it never good. it never because to me it was it, BS no, from the no because we walked out and, and over time I said boy the defense is gas I get why did we get the ball first yeah but but then as I'm walking from Allegiant Stadium and understanding the Super Bowl that we've watched our entire lives <laughs> just right. like when you don't call a timeout before second down yes. on Kansas City's final possession in the first half I'm telling you a little bit and love I'm like what's the last time the had the ball love goes they had the ball last at 4:46 p.m. p.m. Now, they had one play before the half that they just ran and ran out the clock. <laughs> Stupid guy. But run. really, one play within an hour. One play in an hour, the Niners ran. So you don't pick those. Like, you've been to the Super Bowl before. You know halftime is 30 minutes. You know Usher's going to be running on stage. They're going to have limited time to warm up. And you don't call a timeout to maximize your possessions. You did the same damn thing in Super Bowl 54, and I went crazy. And I went crazy. You did the same thing. The same thing four or five years later in the Super Bowl. And then you come out, you run eight passes, 
eight passes and one run, and then you get to overtime. And I thought about this in overtime. I said, okay, the defense is gas. But there is a long television timeout going from the interregulation to overtime. And then you get the coin toss. The defense had about 10 minutes of rest, 11 minutes of rest. It's a normal rest period for possession to possession. To hell with that. Give Mahomes the ball first. If they face a fourth down, they're going to put the football. You get the ball, you kick a field goal, you win the game, you win the Super Bowl. We're at a parade today. The analytics that he cited. <laughs> and what bugs me, we were thinking about our absurd. third possession. I think about just getting the first down that's, on first that, possessions. That, what are you talking about? It, you know what it reminds me of? It's the equivalent of leaving Mariano Rivera in the pen because you think you can get to the 10th. Oh, it's it's, <laughs> right? it's no, it's Buck Showalter in the wild card game, <laughs> Orioles, Blue Jays. Or we keep Zach Britton in the bullpen because we think the game's going to be. No, I need to stop the game right now. Exactly. Get Zach Britton in it's there. It's a six out save. You know what I mean? It's a six. <laughs> what? But, 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 so like. We look so bad right now. No, I know we do. We look and, terrible. And every day it gets worse. And Kelsey Slaffy got us. Every day it gets worse. The best teams because it's like, we were going to kick it anyway. Bonte, Bonte, the, Jake Cutler is laughing at us. Jake Cutler at all quarterbacks is laughing at us. You want to make my head explode more when someone oh hides God. under the veil of analytics. Oh, my God. And then you dig a little deeper. For oh. example, oh. I'm going to cite this. Gabe Kapler, oh. he completely lost. I told Lubman, Lubman, get on the on – the, I said, Lubman, this 100-pitch outing, this 90-pitch outing thing, right? Ask him some questions about this. This raw 100 – I go – how many warm-up pitches in between starts? How many warm-up pitches between innings? Is it curveball, slider? Is it breaking ball dependent? What about a throw over to first? What, what about warm-ups? So, like, you say 100 pitches, right? But all the 100 pitches aren't created equal. What if I'm in the stretch? What if I'm in the wind-up? Are they all the same? What if I'm throwing all change-ups? Or is the stress on my arm, is, is it exactly the same? So don't just file it under analytics. Well, analytics tells us 90 pitches, he's done. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, what if I threw 45 change-ups and 45 fastballs? That is not the same as throwing 90 sliders. Would you agree? Yep. Okay, so stop hiding under the veil of analytics. So you're telling me in overtime, we looked at the analytics. What analytics? You were looking at the data from college where you get the ball to 25? Oh, we were looking at the NFL data. Okay, well, this rule didn't exist. So all of the data that it, that existed on whatever you're looking at does not apply to this situation. Yeah, I know. It's, it's And also, also, so you're look. let's just say hypothetically, it's a Rex Grossman playoff game that you're citing. It's totally different from a Patrick. Patrick Mahomes led that playoff game. Patrick Mahomes has had seven opportunities with, with, with an opportunity to tie up the game in a do-or-die moment and has converted on all seven. Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, has a 40% success yeah. rate. This guy is as automatic as they come. I know. So I don't want to hear about analytics well, anymore because when you dig a little deep on the analytics, it's all crap. It's all flawed, and it makes you look worse. Well, Not only you're that, hiding. And here's the other thing, too. And I'm going to get to the calls because, David Fresno, you're next. You've been waiting a whole way too long. We're going to get you to Dave. Give me one I'm second. I'm sorry. The analytics thing's true. No, but I, you know how the I feel. The second I do said you know, that. Do you know how I feel about analytics? <laughs> I know. You understand how I feel about analytics? <laughs> yeah, I do. All right? So, you know, I'm, what that answer, and he doubled down in his indices of pressure. I'm just like, damn, shit. Hey, why do you have to be so just stubborn, man? I would wish why? you just said, you know what? Why? Just, in retrospect, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. To exactly. say that. I, we should, we you did it with Trey Lance. Do it here. Yeah. So anyway, you get the analytics, but I think one thing that's being overlooked because of this overtime debacle, <laughs> third and five comes out of two-minute warning. The referees even cited that this is probably the biggest play. Of the yeah, game. you better have your best play is what they said. The, the ref said that. In that situation, knowing how Mahomes is cooking, 
And knowing now that you don't really have much faith in Steve Wilkes in the defense because you're fired up two days after yes. the Super Bowl. Yes. You don't have much faith. Yes. You come out in 35, you run it empty. Your quarterback's not looking to the right where McCaffrey's running his right deep. I it's wide open right away. Ball decided that one. But instead of just like, hey, we're going to line up an empty and throw the ball, know that if there's an incomplete pass, Kansas City will get all that time on the clock over a minute 50 mm. with Mahomes on the sideline, and they won't have to burn a timeout. You and I kept saying what? Don't give it back to him. Don't give it back to Mahomes in that situation. Two-play sequence. Maybe I run the ball here on third and five. Four I get four yards. They burn a timeout. Then I have a decision to make. Do I go for it again on fourth to one? Well, you did earlier in the game on fourth yes. to three when you could have tied the game. Yes. So to me, that's a two-down situation to end the game right there. you got to get aggressive. This is a Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. So that was a blunder as well. Third and five. Then third and four. If you know that Mahomes is on the sideline in overtime, knowing that you took the ball first, that should be another two-play sequence well, on third and four. What did I say to you when we were sitting there? The whole drive, I go, they have to get six. They, oh, we all said that. <laughs> we all said that. <laughs> they have to, they get, have to six. get six. They didn't get six, and they lost the damn Super Bowl, and now we're signing analytics. Oh, t- I, I the analytics part real really Let's, is just oh, it's it's grinds absurd. My it grinds my gears real absurd. quick. JBZ Smith, $5. Might as well call them to Santa Clara Niners. They curse till they go back to the city. Well, I don't know about be, that. Be, one more uh, CJ Owens, real quick, spent $10. Yeah. Could Richard Sherman be a candidate for D.C.? He knows the exact cover three scheme Shanahan wants. He has the D'Amico Ryan's okay, personality, sure. thoughts. First-time guy. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> but, B.B., let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Are all three-point attempts created equal? No. Okay. No. What about the players taking those three-point attempts? The players, yes. So, okay. Is a Norman Powell three evaluated by a fan or the defense the same as a Steph Curry no, three? No, absolutely not. Right? So there might be analytics that tell you guy shoots, you know, the av- the league average from this spot is X, right? We all go like, yeah, but for Steph Curry, yeah. there is no bad shot. No, for, for the most part. For the most part. When Tiger Woods has the putter in his hand, there's no putt he can't make. We think. Michael Jordan, ball in his hand. We want him shooting the ball, no matter what. Tom Brady, ball in his hand. We want, him, we want the ball in his head. That's that's how that's I Patrick view Mahomes. No, he's, he yeah. supersedes whatever data's out there. Exactly. He kills the data. He's not a robot. How about this? I just, we're I just I can't. Think about this. Me, this I just, Snyder I can't fans, understand. think about this. I just can't understand. Think about this, Snyder fans. Matt DeHegan, our program director, just sent out this tweet at 8.52. Actually, 6.52 a.m. Here's what has transpired since the clock hit zero in the Super Bowl. Feliciano's taking shots at Spencer Burford and going oh at it with Jalen Carter. We didn't even... Tweeting. Jesus. Brendan Ayuk's comments, future unknown. Kyle Juszczyk not knowing the OT rules. Chiefs laughing at the Niners for taking the ball first in overtime. The referee almost laughing, basically. Yes. Are you sure? Are you sure, <laughs> Are Fred? You sure. Are you sure? That's... Steve Wilkes uh... fired his DC. This is, you know... Whether you like it or not, he's getting scapegoated. By the way, today's Thursday. Today's Thursday. Super Bowl happens Sunday night. (laughs) Now, Bosa says they weren't prepared for the read option. I don't even get me started on it. You know what? We're 9 o'clock hour. I'm going to read the legal because that's going to make my – you want my head to explode? Nick Bosa, I am tired of you right now. Go back to Florida, work out, and show your ass up for OTAs, voluntary camp, and training camp. This guy got paid $120 million guaranteed dollars after holding out. I had no problem with the holdout. I did. But I knew, once you got your money, I don't want to hear anything from yes, you again. I, I'm with you on that. This guy, hold on. Let me go through the Nick Bosa timeline real quick. <laughs> the Nick Bosa timeline. You want to be the best pass rusher in Niners history? You want to be DPOY, all that stuff? Let's go through the Nick Bosa timeline real quick. Since he wants to chirp all this stuff during the bye week. Yeah, you know, I'm not up to speed because of the holdouts really affected me. And then he throws another shot at Steve Oaks. Yeah, with a defensive scheme. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
did you come out to the Super Bowl? Well, we weren't prepared for the read option. Well, yeah, the conditioning, it, it really caught up to me. I watched this guy who got paid $120 million guaranteed on the final possession of the game, and I'm tapping Shasky. Why is number 97 out of the game? I, what did I say to you? Why is number 97 out of the game? Who were the two players I referenced? I said, would Reggie White and Lawrence Taylor be out of the game right now? I don't care what they're saying. Was Chris Jones like. out of the game? No. He's a D-tackle who weighs 350 pounds. He was incredible. Oh, what about uh, what, what about Hassan Reddick and Fletcher Cox? Would they be out of the game? No. Come on, man. Would Vaughn Miller be out of that football game? No, when he won Super Bowl MVP, no. Right, right. What, what about the Detroit Lions with Aiden Hutchinson? He, had, he was no factor. But was he out of that football game? No. Nick Bosa took three plays off on the final possession of regulation. But he was amazing in that game. I don't care. And he's coming out of here with these excuses? Oh, we weren't well, prepared for the read option. We weren't pre- You watch film, Nick Bosa. You know it's coming. How about, did you see the uh, coming as- in. He's blaming Steve Wilkes for diving in with his head cut off on fourth and one and then, when Mahomes ran an RPO twice against him. The, I seen a meme oh. right now where he's running across on the fourth and one. He's got both his hands out like this as it looks like I'm, uh, you know, you pointing know. at somebody. And it's LeBron on one side doing it to J.R. Smith. Sorry. And it's Bosa doing it to his teammates. I, I just, and it was like great moments in collapsed history this, this, of sports. This guy this guy, Nick like Bosa, this guy, Nick Bosa, is really showing his true colors. He really is. And Joey Bosa's been hurt down in L.A., and they've been making excuses and throwing people under the bus left and right. Just bookmark it. Think about the year Bosa had, getting paid, and all the excuses he made this season. I don't want to hear it. I asked for premium players to make gold jacket plays in the biggest game of their lives. And you know what? The premium players is on. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.